How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey there, Disney files. Thanks for tuning in. Just a little warning that whilst we like to keep things bright and light here at Dissecting Disney Ditties, occasionally we do drop in a bad word or two. So if you're listening at home or in the car with the kidlets, you might want to listen to this later. Enjoy. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet to record today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. But on this show, we'll be breaking each Disney classic down. Hello, hello, and welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. And on this show, we'll be breaking each Disney classic down song by song in an attempt to answer the impossible question. What is the best Disney song? <sighs> you got this. I mean, we could just ask that question or we could write a really complicated and complex rap to ask the question. Or we could just introduce our guest. <gasps> guest. Yes, for a second episode in a row. Is that a lie? That is a lie because we recorded Frozen, Frozen. first, ah, but it comes yeah, out second. So. so the second time in three episodes, we have a guest because Disney keeps setting these movies in locations we are not from. So. <laughs> <laughs> can we- I have a guess at who our guest is? You can have a guess. Is it Bruno? It's... <laughs> No. Because I just, I really want to talk about Bruno. We can't tell your dad, to. can we? Like you've just gotten more dad jokier by the episode. That's no. how I roll. Today we have the incredible Jesse Nielsen Carreño. Hello, hello. Or should I say hola? Buenos dias. Buenas noches because it's night time. <laughs> We're going to get you to um, respond to us only in Spanish. And oh my then God. I will work out the translations in post and lay them over the top. My cousins and mum better not listen to this. <laughs> Uh, no, we're super excited. Um, Jesse, why do we have you here? Tell us about yourself. Well, you have me here because I am Colombian. So I was born in Colombia, I moved to Australia when I was seven. Um, so I've, I guess I have that unique perspective. However, I am not monocultural. I've grown up in three essentially cultures. So hopefully I can tell you a bit about like my perception of the movie and also my cousins who have like were born and grew up completely Colombian. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Lovely. We love that perspective. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> um, Stackers, Jesse, how have you both been? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been better. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm doing okay. And, um, you know, my life has been so chaotic that I forgot that I didn't watch this film until 10 a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was, I knew we were recording. I had my notes ready to go. And then mm. I thought, I, yep, no, probably should watch the film or I'll mm. just be going off what I heard on Spotify yep. and make it up. I wonder if you would work it out. Yeah, if I would have known. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'd be able to pick it up like, Stacey. <laughs> Why are you giving yeah, this animation three? Yeah, the bit with the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey. That's Vivo. <laughs> 
a very similar film in some ways. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and one that I fell asleep. Sorry, I think I watched like the first 15 minutes, fell asleep and woke up for the really good song at the end. There's just that one song that the girls like scream raps, the little girl. Bells to the beat of my own drum. Which is yeah. actually awesome. But at the at the time I was so tired and when it came on, it was so loud. Yeah. I was like, please stop. That might be a stay tuned bonus episode, I reckon. Yeah, I think it is. Break open the Lindemann. I don't know well. who produced that. I think it was Sony. Yeah, it was. But it was, but it was a directed Netflix company. type yeah, thing. Yeah. I think it was a joint thing. Yeah. 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 But we're not here to talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda's lesser works. What are we here to talk about? <laughs> Today we are dissecting Encanto. Encanto. Woohoo. All right. So uh, what were your general feelings on this, William? Um, When I first watched this movie, I watched it with my niece and nephew who I think my perceptions of it were coloured a little bit like that and I really, really loved it. I watched it again for this and I I still really liked it, but I didn't like it as much. And I think it's just, um, we were talking, uh, Jesse and I were talking before the recording and we're saying it's definitely got flaws and I think there's just this time around those flaws sort of sticking out a little bit to me. So, um, yeah, but overall I I really, really like it. I think it's it's, uh, quite a good movie. Cool. Jesse. Well, I'm biased. I had a very special connection with this movie, obviously. It's really nice to see people who are like me in a way and my family in Colombia being represented on screen and not have this um, uh, perspective that we all look like one Mm-hmm. race mm-hmm. because we're being, looking at you in the heights <laughs> yeah in the heights but also unfortunately coco where they made um every person in that family the exact same shade of brown like mm. i have english through my bloodline through my dad fine but um my cousins who don't there's like a random white person in a bunch of um brown siblings and then there's the redhead there's um a darker person like some of my uncles are black and their kids are mixed you know like that's pretty normal to see in colombia and i was glad that that was represented yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. Awesome. What are you in terms of just general Disney? What's always been your favorite? Oh, that's so hard. Oh, yeah. I, can you just answer what is the best Disney song? And we can just call. We've been doing this for like two and a half years. Yeah. We just <laughs> need to find the answer. So, could you just tell us the answer, please? I think so. this is the very first song I learned, and I was in the bathtub when I practiced it. Part of your world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good and choice. Done. There we go. Uh, <laughs> see you for season two, everyone. Done. Wrap it up. I'm so glad I could help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse's just reached for the drink. So should we don't uh, tell people? Drop into- <laughs> yes, let's uh, let's jump into. Our drink. This looks like the carpet from Aladdin. Oh, it does actually. It does look like the carpet from Aladdin, which is not as appetizing as you might think, but the drink does look tasty. I was about but, to say yeah. a really dirty joke. You can say it. It's okay. We have a language warning at the start of this show. Was it something about the carpet matching? Well, you know, some people like to eat carpet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yep. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found two dirty jokes about that, so there we go. Um, we are drinking the Encanto. And the Encanto is... One and a half ounces or 45 mils of Empress Gin, which is just kind of like a uh, ink gin, like a, a darker coloured gin. 45 mils or one and a half ounces of white rum. 
half a can of lemon-lime soda. Just a normal-sized can. Don't go out buying one of those big one-litre cans you get when beer stein comes around. Uh, Oktoberfest, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> beer stein. Beer stein. <laughs> <laughs> Half an ounce or uh, 15 mils of grenadine. And what you're going to do is you're going to grab a lovely looking martini glass and you're going to rim the glass by dipping it in honey and then in pink sugar, sanding sugar. You're going to then let it dry before you continue with the rest of it. Uh, you're going to add in your white rum, follow with the gin and then top with the lemon lime soda. If you have some blue edible glitter, you can sprinkle it on the drink. We do not, so... Uh, R.I.P. us. And then you're slowly going to pour in your grenadine so that it kind of like mellows down to the bottom of the martini glass. Then you're going to serve it immediately. And that is the Encanto. Cheers, team. We're going to be very Cheers. careful with yeah. this. Very careful. These are very full 80s martini glasses. And I have just poured it all over myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like I'm drinking a bubble bath. Yeah, I like it. It's mm. strong. It could probably do it with some more lemonade. Mm. So like the it. lemonade might be flat. The gin is very, very coming, like very forward. Yeah. So we, I don't have any lemon lime soda, mainly because I don't know what that is, but I did have lemonade, which is probably flat. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yes. Odor flat lemonade is on the nose. Uh, Empress gin is an, like an ink gin, so basically a botanicals gin. The, any gin that you see that is blue that turns purple with mm. tonic water or not soda, apparently, but um, lemonade. No, it's an acidic thing. Yeah. So if you're adding acidity, it like lightens yeah. up. Yeah. So you can use one of that. And I don't have any edible glitter because in Australia it's so expensive. So just give me some of that glitter, guys. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's jump into the stats. The year is 2021. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> okay. The music is by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So are the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And the score is by Jermaine Franco. Mm -hmm. Jermaine Franco is the first woman to score a Disney animated feature film. Woo! <laughs> nice. So for those of you who have been listening to other episodes, you may have come across our Mulan episode, episode 28, where I mentioned that originally that was meant to be scored by Rachel Portman, who unfortunately uh, withdrew because she fell pregnant. Mm. And that meant it took another 1998 to 2021, 12 years? No. 13 years. Uh, 23 years. What? Because, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm, and that's why the nineties was teacher. not was not ten years ago. <laughs> and as much as I want it to be, it was not ten years ago. I started school thirty years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it took twenty three years to give a woman the job again, which is just insane. Previously, what has she done? Let's look at Wikipedia, shall we? Um. <laughs> You're giving away all our secrets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wiki. Where you get all your facts. Shh. 
<laughs> I've got my university professor in my head being like, you're, you're 21 and you still use Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia is a perfectly good resource. <laughs> <laughs> to disprove. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So she did contribute music to Coco. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she was not the main composer. That was Giacchino. Uh, nothing else that jumps out at me. I mean, like I'm not a cinephile, so probably you'll be like, what, the sleepover? How have you not seen that? <laughs> but <laughs> Curious George, go west, go wild. Mm, no. Mm, yeah, probably the biggest one. Oh, I the monkey? S- Curious George. Yeah, the yeah, monkey yeah. with no tail. Dora There's and no the tail. Lost City no of Gold. Tail. Hola, soy Dora. Oh, that was a live action, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. I think that was the one with... Um, uh, Isabella Mona? No, it was... Michael the, Pena? The dad. Michael Pena, yeah. Michael Pena was the dad. Mm, there you go. So in the cast, we've got... Now, <laughs> what's really was really funny to me is when I created this incredible spreadsheet that I've got, Encanto hadn't come out yet. So mm. the poster that's in here is just of like a door with some animals next to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was very like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. yeah. And so the cast list that I had in here, which I then wrote down into my notes because I write everything by hand. I was like, mm, this is in a weird order. And then it hit me that John Leguizamo wasn't even on it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever I wrote this down, obviously it was in very, very early stages because yeah. they haven't even hadn't even announced one of the biggest stars. It'd be arguably like, on the, cast the list. biggest star, at least in the Western world, like English. Yeah, probably world. next yeah. to Stephanie Beatrice. So yeah. that's um that's how useless my my castlets in my notes <laughs> is because they're just random order and <laughs> he's not even on it. So voicing the Titular, char- titular character. No, she's not. The movie is not called Mirabel. <laughs> but she is called Encanto. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, voicing Mirabel, we've got Stephanie Beatriz. Were mm. you a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Were you a fan of yes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I love her specifically. Mm. Yeah, I mm. wanted to be her and I know I'm Amy, but I want oh, I'm to Amy be Rosa. Too. Yeah, but yeah, Rosa's We so want to cool. be Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a less intense boil and I'm okay with that, I think. Yeah. My partner keeps quoting the scene where he's like, uh, you all get STDs, like save the dates yes. for the wedding because we're getting married. And stop saying STDs. <laughs> She's also Carla in, in The Heights, the film, mm, if mm. you've seen the film. Uh, voicing Abuela, we've got Maria Cecilia Botero, mm-hmm. uh, but her singing voice is actually Olga Merides. Merides? Merides. Oh, I didn't know the there singing voice is actually Olga Merides, who was the mother, no, the abuela, the abuela in, 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 in the Heights. Heights. Yes, yeah. in both the uh, film the and the Broadway film, cast. Yeah. And you can tell and that voice is, is just yeah. Actually, yeah. now you mention it, she is delightful as Abuela Claudia and um, <sighs> bowling, bowling, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. that usually is a skip song for me. Again, but, a future wow. stay tuned. Uh, Patreon.com slash dissecting Disney. It's not Disney. No, but like a bonus episode. We could yeah, talk, we we could talk Lin-Manuel's well, stuff. Once we're done this season, we can do whatever we want. I have thoughts on um, that one, so if you want to invite me back. <laughs> <laughs> on the casting? Sorry, no, you get one and no, then you're done. Like, <laughs> oh, and in the heights, you're in the heights. <laughs> Specifically productions that have been made sans Latinx. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so voicing Bruno, we've got John Leguizamo, who, look, 
the movies that I recognise him from would be Moulin Rouge, The Menu, Super Mario Brothers and The Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet. Probably his best role since the Super Mario Brothers, uh, <laughs> Luigi Mario. Oh, I love him in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, but uh, Super Mario Brothers, no. Nah, he's terrible in that movie and that movie is terrible and should be shot out of the cannon <laughs> into the sun. Leg. Is this You're a new one? Yeah, yes. It's no, you know it's the, uh, yeah, yeah. it's the 1994, I think, Super Mario Brothers live action. 1993, with, uh, I think it is. Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi. And it is- <laughs> That's a great combination. Bad shit insane. Yeah. <laughs> but it is 100% worth watching. Yeah, and probably way better than the one that's about to come out. Was well, this in the era of like we'll the really bad Batman? So everything was like campy. And, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. 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 Welcome to Makes the sense. 90s. <laughs> um, I discovered yesterday that two people I went to uni with- um, um, Zach and Mish, you'd know Zach from Auntie Donna, uh, oh. have an entire podcast dedicated to John Leguizamo. Huh, yeah. Does John Leguizamo know this? No, they, they're too afraid to ask him. I'm sorry, are you, are you saying that you know Zach from Auntie Donna? I know all three of them. Wow, okay, we'll talk later. I've got stories. <laughs> I love the fuck out of those trio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we were on the same year at uni. Crazy times. Felix is voiced by Mado. Castillo. Castillo. Is it the one that you Castillo. said to change? What was the one you said to change? Oh, Cepada. Cepeda. Cepeda. Maro Castillo. Castillo. Double L is a, like a jazz song. Maro Castillo. Castillo. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, this is why we have guests. <laughs> <laughs> you would recognize him by nothing. I wrote nothing down. He's pretty well known, like in the latter world. Yeah, right. Yeah. For what? His, well, his voice, I think. Like he's a pop star, I believe. I could be talking about oh, really? yeah. Um Singer, producer, La Puerta Music. I, I think he was already a singer before because he's got a new song. Yeah, right. Who is Felix? He's uh, the husband of Is he of the husband? It was her wedding day. Is that him? Yeah. 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 Oh. Voicing Luisa, we've got Jessica Darrow. Now, I was looking into her. Mm. She calls this a random audition. Like from the butt or like- From the butt? <laughs> like you cut her open and looked into her or like- oh, no. oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Um, so she got this random audition and submitted a voiceover read recorded on her phone. It was that informal. Oh, wow, yeah. Sent that in. They offered her an audition and her audition song was I'll Make a Man Out of You. Fuck yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Did they send me daughters when I asked? You're the saddest bunch I ever met And you laugh before we're through Oh damn, y'all know the words Never I make a man out of you That makes sense. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Isabella is voiced by Diane Guerrero. I love her. Who most people I think would know her from Orange is the New Black. And Jane the Virgin. Yeah, I've watched all of Jane the Virgin. Yeah. I don't remember her in it. Oh, she's the best friend. I love oh, her. It was a while ago. I was in America when I was watching that. Right. Killing time. Yeah, I definitely remember her from Orange is the New Black though. But yep, they're her two big, biggest roles, I would say. Mm -hmm. That and this. Julieta is... Voiced by Angie Cepe Cepeda. Mm -hmm. Did I get it right? Yeah, you are. Cepeda. Yeah. Jesse took me through that like 50 <laughs> times before we started recording. In the role of Peppa, we've got Car uh, Carolina. Carolina Gaitan. 
Catalina Gaitan. Thank you. <laughs> Dolores is voiced by Adasa, who is a hip hop R&B singer who has a list of credits as long as my arm of oh, yeah. songs I've never heard of because that is not my kind of music. And her vocal range is insane. Insane. Yeah. So cool. Camilo is voiced by Renzi Feliz. Antonio is voiced by Ravi Cabot Conyers. Cabot? Cabot Conyers? Ravi Cabot Conyers, I, I think. guess. Yeah. Um, and Augustine is voiced by Wilma Valderrama, who mm. we would know as Fez in the, that 70s show. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Problematic? Problematic. Dated a lot of underage girls back in the day. Demi Lovato, Lindsay Lohan, a couple more. Rose. Demi Lovato has been very um, vocal about her uh, experience with him and the healing that she has done after that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you mm. go. Yep. Mandy Moore. Oh, Mandy Moore. Wow. Gets around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Demi Lovato was 17 and he was 29. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Hey. That's what I'm talking about. Yikes. Okay. Nope. Moving yeah, okay. on. Right on. <laughs> okay. Let's go into awards. This was nominated for and won a butt ton of awards. A butt ton. In fact, it's the first movie I think that was nominated for three categories in a long time. In fact, looking at my notes, I don't even know if there has been one nominated for best animated feature, best no. song, and best score. Usually we get best song or best score or maybe both, but we never get best animated feature. We have not had that so far. How did The Lion King not get nominated for best original score at the Academy Awards? Oh, no, I take that back. It didn't get nominated for Best Animated Feature. Uh, because it didn't exist back then. Oh, it would have been up for Best Movie. It probably would have been up for Best Picture, yeah. Yeah, because that came in in 2001? Yeah, early 2000s, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay, well, that makes sense. So this was nominated for and won Best Animated Feature. Hooray! Yay. It was also nominated for Best Score, which went to Hans Zimmer for Dune. Okay, yeah, that's rem- a that's a great score. Speaking of our Lion King episode, I remember yeah. reading out the very short list of Oscars that he'd won for yeah, scores, yeah, and then the very long list of movies he'd scored. But he always seems nominated though, because yeah, everyone's I like, "Oh, that's fucking for cool!" But yeah, yeah. Um, it was also nominated for best original song. What was the song? We don't talk about Bruno. No. Ooh. Was it Dos Oruguitas? It was Dos Oruguitas. Dos Oruguitas. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, in hindsight. If We Don't Talk About Bruno was nominated, it probably would have won. Oh, for sure. But it was not submitted because the deadline for basically the way the Oscars work is you have to put things forward for submissions. So you put the actors forward, you put in songs. They don't just watch it and pick people. Mm. They only put in Dos Oroguitas. For some reason, you can put in multiples, but Mm. there's a theory that if you put in multiples and they're both good, you might split the vote and you won't win. So it's better to put in what you think is the strongest because it's more likely to get more votes. And so because this was put in before uh, three weeks before the movie came out, they decided that Dos Oruguitas would form more of a connection with audiences. Yeah. And they thought that would be the hero song of the film. And it pulls out the heartstrings, even if you don't understand Spanish. It's a beautiful song. And then what I think is hilarious is the opening of the Oscars that year was We Don't Talk About Bruno. (laughs) They literally (laughs) opened the the Oscar ceremony with that song. And I blame TikTok. 
Yeah, yeah I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so it started with We Don't Talk About Bruno and then um, Megan the Stallion comes in and does this like awful rap <laughs> and then they change it to We Don't Talk About Oscars, which is hilarious because Bruno was originally named Oscar. Oh. oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. We don't talk about Oscar. No, no, no. <laughs> so full circle there. The winner of best song was No Time to Die by Billie, Billie Eilish. Eilish. Yeah. The film No Time to Die. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else? That is a that's a good song, but it's it's definitely not the best Bond hit. Not even the. I love yeah, no. Adele's. I love Skyfall, but the, the best one I've I love is Garfinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite is probably. Oh, I really love the Jack White one. Another way to die. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. I also love Chris Cornell's. I love um, um, You Know My Name. You it's Know My Name. That's incredible. It is a banger and it deserves to be played on repeat forever. forever. <laughs> Cheryl Crow's. Cheryl Crow's. Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I can pretty much name every single Bond film. I'm so yeah. obsessed. Uh, sorry, Bond theme song. I'm so yeah. obsessed with them. They'd be probably my tops and Skyfall, obviously, because it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No Time to Die, the ending of it's great. When mm. she finally, like, hits some beautiful note and you're like, where was that for the last three minutes? No time to die. Anyway, other songs that were nominated were Down to Joy from Belfast. Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. But the dark is Still finds a day when you think it's the end of the road, it's just cause you don't know where the road's leading to. When you think that the mountain's too high and the ocean's too wide, you'll never get through. Which is a Diane Warren. She seems to have a song in every Oscars nomination best song category for (laughs) like 25 years or something. Mm. And Be Alive from King Richard.
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the King Richard year, which means it's the Will Smith losing his shit and slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. (laughs) Get my wife's name out your mouth. (laughs) It was also nominated at the Golden Globes for the same three awards. It won Best Animated Feature there as well and it lost score to Dune and original song to No Time to Die. And then in addition to that, it won three Grammy Awards, which we haven't seen in a while. So it won Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media, Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media and Best Song for Visual Media. We don't talk about Bruno because that comes out, the um, nominations closed after the film came out. Mm. Yeah, okay. Which makes a lot more sense. Interestingly, uh, I don't know if you're about to get to this, but I believe We Don't Talk About Bruno is the first Disney song to get to number one on the Billboard charts since Beauty and No, no something from Aladdin. No. No. You can take a guess here if you want. Uh, my heart. No, that's not, that's not it. Um, I'll give you a hint. It was Tarzan? the pop song recording. Oh, let, let it go? No. Beauty and the Beast. No. You're missing a very obvious film here. Fuck. Oh, Christina Aguilera. No. Mer- no. Is it like Elton John's yep. Circle of Life? No. Oh, can you feel the love, love tonight? tonight? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember that coming on on Rage. <laughs> yeah, that was yep. epic. Yep. <laughs> apparently I didn't go and see him live. Unlike everyone I knew. Mm. I should mothers, have. But apparently he didn't do any Lion King. I'm like, come on. Yeah, come on. It's the first one. Come on. That put you on the map, dude. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Candle in the Wind was before that, wasn't it? Or was it? <sighs> when did Diana die? Uh, after Lion King. Oh, after Lion, after Lion King. King. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, because I remember- my mum was so sad. or something, I think, I yeah. want to say. Yeah. So songs that you'll probably know from this would most definitely, we don't talk about Bruno, especially if you have TikTok. Oh, yeah. Mm. The, just the incredible cosplay videos of people in front of their TV, you know, yes. becoming mm. all the characters. And there's this one guy I follow and it's just impeccable the way he creates the most basic versions of the costume, nails the curry, yeah. the transitions are insane. Like, Is this the guy that used his swivel chair and like flowers to be Isabella? Is that the guy and then he spliced them all together and it's just this amazing masterpiece? Oh, I don't remember the swivel chair. Because you know how she's like hanging yeah. on her vines? So what he did was get on his swivel chair and have like a, a it looked like those cheap like lays that you can buy at like <laughs> a $2 store in purple and he was, <laughs> it was so good. I loved it. So good. Yeah, the TikTok age is huge. Um. Other songs that you might know would be, uh, I want to say Dos Aruguitas, but I don't think many people actually remember that song. I definitely did when I left. Mm, it, it was I forgot about it until I rewatched it. Yeah, um, because it's it's a bit of a downer moment. And when I, like I said, I watched it with kids the first time. That was when they sort of Chinned tuned out. out a little bit, but. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's beautiful, but it comes at that time. Like I'm the type of person that fast forwards through scenes that make me uncomfortable. So I haven't seen Mufasa die since your show, actually. <laughs> but before that, it had been like 30 years or 20 years since I'd seen him die. And I was trauma. mad at you. Um, and I always fast forward through that because I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I played it like basically on repeat in my Disney cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the visuals of him falling off the cliff. You're evil. <laughs> And the other popular song from this is Surface Pressure. Mm. Yeah. Sung by the Louisa. One. For those of you who have never seen this movie before. According to wherever the crap I pulled this off the internet from, the Madrigals are an extraordinary family who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called the Encanto. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
And I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. Dash, dash. Every child except Mirabelle, which they totally give away in the trailer. Anyway, I'll get back to that. However, she soon may be the Madrigal's last hope when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is now in danger. I was really mad at the trailer for this film. Mm. I don't like trailers that give away away 90% of the film. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't talk about Bruno in the trailer. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that was like an exciting part. There's not mm. really a plot really in this, it, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. But I guess they, yeah, they did give us too much. Yeah, I kind of went in knowing, oh, yeah, she doesn't have a power, which ruins the punchline of that opening song. Mm. Mm. Oh, she doesn't have a gift. Oh, I love, I love <laughs> Dolores. I love her so much. <laughs> Dolores could like, she hears everything, but she could afford to be quiet, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I want to get stuck into the nitty gritty of Dolores' power here because it, it, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So Dolores can hear everything. Everything. Essentially. Including everything. things that are far away. Because remember when she's she was talking mountain. about Isabella's fiance, mm, future yeah. fiance. Yeah. He wants to have three kids and he happens to be talking about it right at this exact moment when you asked me that question. Anyway. <laughs> Does she hear it like louder or quieter based on distance or is it like everything is the same volume? Oh my God, imagine that. Yeah, at the same time. Does she hear people poop? Everything always. She hears everywhere people do everything. <laughs> well, there's she a- heard Bruno jerking off in that wall <laughs> for 10 years, you know? <laughs> and there's this TikTok with this girl that um, she's like, I have a magic power of flowers. And then Dolores, what about you? She's like, I can hear every underage teenage boy in the village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is, brings me to another point. How do the powers get decided? Because it's not yeah. like you see like uh, Antonio uh, is into animals before he gets his power you and he do. becomes. Do you? Yeah. Remember when they're under the bed and she says, I know you love animals and she made, she's oh, made she him does. that little cheetah. Oh, yes. yeah, she does. Yes, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. he loves animals. So does Dolores love She's probably a dropping. <laughs> she's yeah. probably a gossip okay. or something. I was, I was actually going to quiz you, but I think you're across this. I was going to name them and I want you to tell me what their power was. Oh, well, I can let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Bruno. Uh, we don't um, talk about Bruno. Telling the future. Yeah. Yep. Clairvoyancy. Luisa. Armstrong. Uh, yeah. Super strength. Julieta. She, her uh, food, food heals, heals, just like my mum. Arepas. Um, Dolores. Here, she this whole course of all the way. Isabella. Flower uh, power. <laughs> Flower power. <laughs> oh, that took me straight back to the early 2000s. Um, actually, my original Hotmail account was Flower Power 55. Oh, my God. Mine mm. was Gothic Fairy 89. <laughs> Chipmunk Guy 2003. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> um, so embarrassing. <laughs> my my second one when I was going through my my goth phase was the Velvet Rose. The Velvet, I like that. Yeah. Do you know, embarrassing. I started my goth phase when I like I did six months of high school in Colombia. Yeah, and I went goth then, and it was even weirder there than it was in Australia. And I was just like, they were nicer to me than kids were in Australia. Let me tell you that. But they still thought I was very weird. I'm <laughs> yeah. just so glad because generally you hear like 
you got to be really careful with your eyebrows because they may not grow back if you, I mean, you don't wax your eyebrows, but you got to be careful. I plucked my eyebrows. So they were like this tiny <gasps> line. 90s or 2000s? The year I did Into the Woods. So this would have been 2004. Yeah. And uh, Into the Woods in high school. And yeah, I look at it and I've got braces and basically no eyebrows. <laughs> it's just this like, skinny little line. And thank God they grew back. Good. Yeah. I've always had bald eyebrows, so I like fill them in. <laughs> I had frosted tips for like eight years yeah. straight. Because <laughs> you wanted get it that here. way. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get here? Okay. Uh, who haven't I mentioned? Um, Camilo. Uh, Shapeshifting. Shapeshifting. Yeah. Antonio. Uh, animals. Oh, he's the little boy. Yeah, yeah. Talk to the animals. <laughs> and Peppa. Uh, the weather. Uh, weather, yeah. And this is my dear Peppa. She controls the weather or something like that. That would be that would be the worst power. Yeah. You're just not allowed to be in a bad mood. Mm. It's, well, well, it would be cool if you could control the weather rather than it reflect your- Yeah. Right? What yeah. if you've like got manic depression? It's just mm. like <laughs> rain for- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everyone would know why. Like you've got yeah. no privacy. Oh, it's a scorcher? <laughs> like it would be a scorcher, like 40 degrees. I'm just having such a good time. <laughs> yeah. I was like- God, can someone everything. make some cry, please? Yeah, it's much in the nose. <laughs> what, well, no, that, that raises a good- Another question. So <laughs> is it like- Perhaps uh, a sorting hat type situation where they go up to the door and I don't know, let's say I grabs the door handle and he's like, mm, not spiders in the butt. No, oh, you could do great things with spiders coming out of your butt. And I'm like, no, no, please, no spiders out of my butt. I'm like, okay. You control the weather or something. You know? yeah, like, I think they pick aspects of their personality, to be honest, I think. But then the weather's fine for most of it. So what you're saying is I was stuck with the spiders coming out of my butt. So, <laughs> and then damn it. In the movie, if she's upset, she gets a cloud over her head. Mm. And I'm like, does she have to be, well, what is the line between she gets a cloud over her head and she controls the weather? Mm. Because mm. as far as we know, it was just her wedding day where all of a sudden she caused thunderstorms, but every other time it's just this like- Localised Localised sort of thing. little yeah. rain cloud. Maybe she's, that's the extent to which she's learned to control it. I do love the moment though at the end of the engagement party where everything's gone wrong and she's obviously lost it and the doors open and they see like congratulations or something on the side. Everyone's clapping and then the weather changes and the priest does the sign of the cross and he kills me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, but yes, Layla. that's- Oh, and Mirabelle. Nothing. Uh, no powers. The power of love. If power of family. I don't know. <laughs> they say they say that Louisa has the most pressure, but I mean, to be a black sheep in a Latino family, tell you what. <laughs> I think Mirabel and Abuela both have the power of emotional trauma. Mm. Is where I'd put that. Mm. And um, arguably, Abuela was responsible for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you think that like normal weather patterns happen as well or is it only controlled yeah, by- Yeah, do they have summer? Yeah. Or is it just summer all the time except when she's Technically upset? in Colombia there are no seasons. Oh, really? You don't mm. get four seasons. You might have like a period of the year where it's more rainy than others, but it depends on where you are. So I was born in Bogota, which is um, mountainous and it's around like 10 to 15 degrees all the time. Um, and it's like rain season and I remember it's like November or something. Um, if you go to- the area where they're from, which I think is like, I think it's Valle del Carcamo. It's like a nice temperate, like 24, I want to guess, Ooh, all the time. Mm. Wow. I think like mm. if I remember correctly, I think it's like coffee cult country, but I could be wrong. But yeah, no seasons. 
There you go. Yep. Last time you had the Four Seasons was when Frankie Valli decided to <laughs> go on tour. So. <laughs> um, is your cat eating the food? Ah! Oh. Yes. <laughs> Layla. Layla. So how did we get here? This is directed by Jared Bush, uh, who did the screenplay for Zootopia. Oh, cool. I yeah. like that movie. And Brian Howard, who directed Zootopia. <laughs> right, okay. They wanted to step away from buddy films, so they'd done a whole heap of them, including Zootopia, which is about the bunny and the – see another rabbit? He's uh, a fox, isn't fox. He? He's a fox, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it wouldn't make sense if it was a rabbit because he's like, you're too small to be a police officer. <laughs> and they make her a parking officer. Gee, I haven't seen this film in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And aren't they, like, married now, the fox and the bunny? In real life. No, no, like the fox and the bunny. Don't they have a romantic relationship? There was a lot of like, like how would that work? Fan fiction around that. I don't know if it yeah, actually. I think was, they do. Did they? They, if you take does, off the safe search on your. <laughs> <laughs> Stackers has put some photos up on our spreadsheet. Maybe uh, they're just <laughs> friends. They're just friends. Oh, the, uh, Brian Howard directed Tangled as well. Oh, I love that movie. This is the 60th animated feature for Disney. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> So this film is an original story mm-hmm. that um, some people have assumed that it is loosely based on a book by a Nobel Prize winner named Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Mm-hmm. He wrote a novel called, I've got it in English, but do you know what it's called? Cien Años de Soledad or A Hundred Years of Solitude. One Thousand Nights of Solitude. It's a hundred. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I'm sure I read thousand everywhere, but like you would know because obviously the word would be different. Hundred yeah, years of solitude. It's a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that's a book about a guy with a, I want to say a guy with a house and this magic. That makes it sound really much more simple than it is, but there's just certain qualities and there's entire Reddit threads that will draw comparisons between the two. Like magical realism. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, that's such a small part of the book, but they go, there is a bit of magic and there's a girl who's obsessed with her looks. And, oh yeah. Multi-generational um, family fic- founded a fictitious yeah, town. Yeah. There's a yeah. matriarch and that sort of thing. But at its like, when you look at the two of them, they are very different, but there's just little things that you think, oh, well, they might have just gone, oh, there's someone obsessed with beauty. We'll pull it over and there's a major rock and pull it over and that sort mm. of thing. But they're different stories, if that mm. makes sense. Basically, this was based on three ideas. So number one, most of us don't feel truly seen by our families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, most of us carry burdens we never let our family see. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Number three, most of us are oblivious that nearly all of us, especially within our own family, feel the same way. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, directed by white guys and we've got the Colombian Cultural mm. Trust. But they did a better job of this than every other film that's come before it, yeah. I, I would say, in terms of really beautifully representing where they are. If we compare this to Moana, Pocahontas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't talk about Pocahontas. <laughs> no, no, no. It the, was 1995. <laughs> <laughs> the placement of this film in time is pretty vague. Yeah, I was confused. But most assume it's set around the, the, the it's set around the early 19th century. So originally they were going to set this in the 50s or 60s and then they thought it was more interesting to date it back a little further. Mm-hmm. And in the mid-19th century there was, sorry, 
And basically, I'll give you a bit of a backstory on Colombia and then Jesse's going to fill in all the blanks that <laughs> I didn't write down. So in the mid-19th century, Colombia attained independence from Spain. Mm-hmm. Good. And they basically split their system into two major parties, which was the Colombian Conservative Party and the Liberal Party, which is like the coffee plantation owners in that party. Mm. And in 1899, there was a struggle for power and that led to a civil war known as the Thousand Days War. Mm-hmm. That ran for two years and killed somewhere between 60 and 130,000 people, which is potentially up to like 2.5% of their population, and uh, put the country into national financial ruin. So a lot of people think that the story that's played out when we look at Abuela's backstory is something to do with that. Mm. But I also found that in 1948 there was a 10-year civil war between those same two parties but the difference was the conservative party instead of sending soldiers encouraged conservative civilians to attack liberal civilians Mm. and so it was a proper civil war instead of soldiers versus civilians it was civilians versus civilians Mm. and when you look at the scene in Dos Oroguitas the people that come and destroy the town they're kind of like out of focus but there doesn't seem to really be a uniform, like no, not there's nothing military. clear, yeah. distinct, distinct uniform. And when Abuelo leaves his wife and children and goes and like flags down the three guys on horses, there's a thought that that might be this war because it would be really strange for a civilian who's unarmed to go and wave down people in military uniform Mm. when if they were civilians who he might know, Mm. sort of waving them down and asking, you know, can we talk about this might make more sense. Mm. Yeah. So it's a bit ambiguous, but they're the two things I pulled up. It makes more sense than I've heard people say it was when, you know, the Spanish invaded Colombia, which makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) (laughs) So both of those wars ended up in like really large displacement amongst the people, which is which you see, you know, they're, they're leaving and going somewhere else. So that's why it's pretty ambiguous. But I quite like the second explanation, although that does push it 50 years later than the early. I don't think that really impacts it though. Like I don't think there was any a point in any of the movie where I was like, this feels too modern or, you know, yeah, like yeah. It, it doesn't play a part in the movie at all. Someone just out a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like that they were able to, yeah, um, give us a time that was kind of nondescript and still had, you know, the modern music like the reggaeton style. Yeah. But it was, mm. it was still fine. It didn't and have it to be period accurate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. that That's kind of like the, there's no original synopsis, again, for you to read because there's no original book. And I was going to summarize that book and then I, as I was reading through summaries of it, I thought this is going to be so different and because they don't claim that it's based on it, it's probably not an accurate thing for us to Mm. do. It's worth a read though. It's very dense, but it's worth a read. Yeah. You've read it. Uh, Yes, but like in Spanish and that was the worst thing I could do. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I, um, when I read in Spanish, it's great, but it's like the old timey Spanish. Like it's like reading Shakespeare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or a number of the books I've had to sit yeah. through. Where I feel like, like we, yeah. back in the day. Oh my God, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah, oh. that is. Yeah. <laughs> or if you try to read Don Quixote, and like um, even the English version is like, you know, very grand and old. Yeah. It's yes. like, get to the point. Yeah, Stop get to the point. describing the pictures on the walls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read comic books. I love comic books. <laughs> or like Dracula when he's on the train for like half the book. <laughs> You're just like waiting for him to get to Dracula so he can suck his blood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
And then he came to Southern Cross Station. <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> so that's all the that's all the stats I have. It, it just kind of is. There was it's the same old story of you know they go on some expedition and speak to people and get an advisory board. I need body to get that and, job, man. And I know, right? Fucking send me all over the place, and I'll do research. Uh, yeah. What are we Just making a movie pick, on? We're making a movie a- on like Morocco. Okay, yeah. cool. I'll go spend two weeks in Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, Disney, this is his audition process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Application. I know I should talk to you a lot, Disney, but really I think we could work something out here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is, do you have any um, opinions, I guess, on Lin-Manuel Miranda being Puerto Rican? Uh, Puerto Riqueño. Riqueño. Um, Riqueño. Puerto yep. Riqueño. That's it. There yep. you go. Yeah. As opposed to Colombian. I, look, I do love him. I, I love most of the things that he's produced, but I would have loved a Colombian person having directed it, created it, all of that. Would have loved it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. It's, what's the sort of difference between the music styles? Are they? Um, I would imagine they're pretty close, but. I'm not too familiar, familiar with Puerto Rican music unless it's reggaeton really or like a bit of salsa or that's, that's more Dominican. Like we have we have salsa too. So I'm not sure if it's theirs as well. I know so far it's Cuban, Colombian and Dominican. So I'm not too sure about their culture to be honest. Yeah. But uh, look, my partner said, look, they can't just put any Latino and expect it to be co- a Colombian for a Colombian movie, mm. which I kind of agree with. But I think it was a very important movie uh, for people like me who needed the connection back with their country, a lot of Latin ex people, like my um, cousins are divided. They said, even if they've got Latino in them, they're still gringos is what some of them said. Yeah, right. And so they were saying, well, we don't need gringos to decide who we are as Latinos and especially as Colombians. And other people were like, no, this is necessary. It's great to, for the world to see who we are, at least if in a small part in an animation. Yeah. yeah. The, the screenplay I should mention is written by Sharice Castro-Smith, mm. who is American, but she was raised in a Cuban-American family. Yeah. So apparently mm. she, this is the reason that the film is so much better in terms of representation yeah. than the others because she had a huge swing over the, over the yeah. screenplay. And I felt so wonderful when I saw just every little detail. Like you said, you noticed the arepas. Mm. Um, by the way, Stacey <laughs> outsourced a whole like- <laughs> platter of <laughs> Colombian food. I almost cried when yes. I came into her house. <laughs> yeah. was, for those of you who know what this is, arepas, they're like little, uh, I guess, corn flour cakes. It's not bread. It's not bread. Then th- we had platano. We had, uh, what else did you buy? You got the empanadas, um, little potatoes called criollas, which you I thought you couldn't find in Australia. So I'm, <laughs> I'm elated. <laughs> I sent my mum a picture and she was like, where did you find this? <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. Oh, so that little detail, you know, just like even the little architecture. Um, I've been in family houses that look like that, you know. Um, we have this thing called a finca. So it's like a holiday house that um, everyone in the family kind of partly owns. And what you do is you call each other, hey, I, I want to go this weekend. Did you have plans to go? No, great. I bags it. Um, and it'll be like out in the country somewhere. And the houses look like that with the mosaic tiles and their stove looked like mine. And <laughs> just seeing the arepa and the hot chocolate, I was, I was homesick. Imagine if arepas were the answer. Like I think of all the duro tusks and stuff I had as a kid. 
I'm, I'd want to be sick. I'm like, I feel sick yeah. all the time. Just so First time I had one was like an hour and 20 ago. I can tell you they're pretty much the answer to <laughs> everything. So so. <laughs> Actually, that's similar to my mum w- didn't let us have junk food growing up unless we were sick and it was McDonald's every time we were sick. So I'd be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mommy, <laughs> I want a fillet of fish. It also <laughs> would destroy the idea of a sick day though. Mm. Yeah, mm. Well, it would make you actually sick. <laughs> I, I'm having a sick day. Are you out of flour? <laughs> <laughs> Just oh to bring God. it back, it is an interesting choice to set it in Colombia, given that, yeah, the member Miranda is Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, we got uh, Brian Howard is an American. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Beatrice is, was born in Argentina, but she has a Colombian father. So there's... Mm-hmm. Is that I, I, I can't speak for the entire cast, obviously, but the, like it's, those are just some choices that, um, or those, sorry, those are just some backgrounds that make it interesting then to choose to set it in Colombia as opposed to any other Latinx country. Yeah. yeah. So two of the people that the directors used to uh, worked with on with Zootopia, mm. whose names were Juan Rendon and Natalie Osma. They happen to be from Colombia. So I think that's how this happened. They did Zootopia with them. They were just talking about sort of Latin American culture and Mm. then all of a sudden it was like, well, why don't we do a a movie set in Colombia? Yeah, okay. I think it's pretty cool. Like um, Maluma who plays the – Isabella, your boyfriend's here. Can I, <laughs> I can never remember his name, but that guy is mm. Maluma, like a really huge um, reggaeton artist. Mm. Um Diane, I think it's Diane, not Diana Guerrero is, I think her dad also was Colombian or one of her parents were Colombian. So they did okay, but there's mm. a mix. Mm. Yeah, I think mm. nearly everyone in this movie is Colombian. Has some, yeah, Peppa definitely is. John Leguizano is. Is he? Yeah. How did I don't know this? Uh, he was born in Bogota. Oh my gosh, I was born in Bogota. You're basically oh, John Leguizamo. Melbourne's John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> I just had his birthday and I thought it said 1990 and I was like, what? hang on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's aged. <laughs> I, th- I think it's also cool because like for me, you know, I'm definitely mixed cultures. Um, so it was kind of cool seeing people of mixed cultures voicing it as well. But also let's not forget Encanto in Spanish is pretty freaking cool. Um, and it's voiced by mostly Colombians. Yeah. You know, mm. um, which I enjoyed. Do you have anything we want to talk about before we get into the songs? No, that's that's basically it. Lovely. Uh, well, let's take a quick break then. And when we come back, we will dive into Lin-Manuel Miranda's songs. Hey, guys, it's Will here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> It, uh, yeah, your support of this show is so very appreciated. Anytime we get a message, a com- comment, or a random person yell at us in the street, we feel very special. This is the end of season one. This is our final episode recording before our recorded live in front of a live audience. That is the next episode that we are recording live. Tickets and further information are available via the link in the show notes for this episode. So if you're in Melbourne, Australia, or just really up for a travel, we would love to see you there. If you're interested in I'm a Monkey checking out a bunch of bonus episodes, is that a typo or is that, am I supposed to read it that way? <laughs> 
I read what Stackers has written. If you're interested in I'm a Monkey, checking out a bunch of bonus episodes, you can listen to them over on our Patreon. So far, the money we have raised has meant Stacey could buy some sweet production stuff, which has made a huge difference to the quality of our show. So thank you to all of our supporters for your generous donations. We also have merch available now. What is the best Disney song t-shirts are now available in our Redbubble store. You'll find the link to that in the show notes for this episode. Finally, we would really love you to spread the word. Spread it far. Spread it wide. Spread it like I can't believe it's not butter. Leave reviews. Tag us on your socials. Shout it out your window. Even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd love if you head over there and leave us a review anyway, because that makes a huge difference. That's it for now. Let's dive into the songs. And we're back. How'd you go with the ad read, Will? I, it went perfectly. <laughs> there was nothing wrong or untoward about any of it. Nothing inserted. That's what we like to hear. Keep it professional. I am nothing but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall we jump into the songs? Let's. Yes. This, the story begins with the family Madrigal. Let's go. This is our home. We've got every generation. So full of music, a rhythm of its own design. This is my family, a perfect constellation. So many stars, and everybody gets to shine. Whoa, let's be clear up while I runs this show. Whoa, she led us here so many years ago. Whoa, and every year our family blessings grow. There's just a lot you simply got to know. So, welcome to the family, Madrigal. The home of the family, Madrigal. We're what an opening number. I love it. Mm. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was underwhelmed and we finished this number and I was like, what just happened? Lin-Manuel, slow down. No. Like, but this morning when I watched it, I was like, that's a boss of a number. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's ambitious. It's great. Uh, the opposite to you. You liked it the first time. Disappointed the second time. Not disappointed, I just the, liked it less. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. the opposite way around. I kind of like didn't mm. like it and then I liked it way more the second time. So mm. Mm. I don't know, time and place maybe. I, I think it's a sleeper hit because I know everyone was talking about Bruno. <laughs> everyone was talking about we don't talk about Bruno. Um, and it's very similar, like the crossing of the, this is this character and this is, you know, let me yeah. know, is this mm. a thing? I just love at the end when she's like, it starts with da 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 and it gets faster. Because I understood ev- everything in it, because there's some Spanishy bits, I was fine. But some people had to use some, well, actually some only English speakers had to use English subtitles because mm. it was that fast. It yeah. does really establish Luisa and Isabella really well. She comes back to them quite a bit and mm. then mm. kind of glosses over everyone else. A problem with this film, and I, I'll, I mention it, I'll mention it when we do, we don't talk about Bruno as well. I think they just give away the Bruno thing too early that by the time we see him, it's not like, Whoa, that's Bruno. And the first point of this was, what's in your Bruno? We don't talk about Bruno. I was like, well, that'll come back later. (laughs) (laughs) But But, I I actually think that that kind of works in its favour though. It's like where Bruno's kind of built up to be this like creature to be feared or this monstrous character. Mm. And then when we see him, he's just kind of sad and weedy. Um, So I actually think that that's probably, like I understand what you're saying, but I think that actually works in its favour that it's sort of, 
that it gives us that, us that anticipation to look forward to later. Yeah, like this it was big their intention for sure because mm. he's just misunderstood and living in the walls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing in we don't, Bruno, don't talk about Bruno is the just physical description of, you know, seven-foot frame rats along uh-huh. his back. You yeah, know, and like, yeah. And then yeah. people being pissed off because they asked for their future and then they got their future and they didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. back to this yeah. song. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Family matter girl. Um, yeah, this is uh, the animation in this film is almost impossible to fault. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, yeah. The, um, the texture and the hair, yeah. everything. Every, the, the dress, the amazing. way the dress sort of yeah, moves. swooshes, yeah. yeah. Um, and just the creativity the of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about how the the gift that Mirabelle and Abuela get is family trauma. <laughs> they also are the only two people that can talk to the house. I don't mm. know if you noticed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. So that means she doesn't have powers. So maybe uh, I was like – when we get to the end of the film, I was like, "Is her power? She's the new matriarch of the family." Oh yeah, mm, yeah, okay, could be. Hmm. She's the youngest one. But again, back to the start of the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rate this, Will? I gave this a four for music and a five for lyrics. I gave it a five for animation, a five for contribution, and a four for cake. Yeah, right. I gave this a five for music, five for lyrics, five for animation, four for contribution, and a 2.5 for cake. What is cake? That is a great question, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Stackers, what is cake? You're only asking me because I'm better at this than you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cake stands for Catchy Kylie Earworm Song. It's basically after the film's finished, how well do you remember the song and the moment? Mm, yeah. So... For example, if you don't remember this song at all and I have that problem with one of the songs in this movie, then it's probably going to get a pretty low score. Whereas if you walked out singing, we don't talk about blue, it's probably going to be pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the the cake score. Okay. What a wonderful segue. That was actually completely was unplanned. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. Sometimes we get to the third score, but like, shoot, we haven't explained what that score is. Let's shoehorn in a quick, ah, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> Not scripted at all. So, yeah, I just, I think that song is... For the amount of content that he had to fit into this song. Yeah. And one of the problems they had when the story was presented is there's too many characters mm. in this movie and how do we establish, you know, this massive family plus they have their husbands and their wives and, and everything. And this was Lin-Manuel's way of proving it can be done was writing this song. Yeah. Hold my Pulitzer. Yeah. Also, I really <laughs> like the fact that, that he represented um, Colombian families because my family is bigger than that. Like, yeah. There's, I've got so many cousins and uncles. Yeah, and I'm Maltese. Like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was great. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I still, at Christmas time, which is the only time I see a lot of my family, mm. I still have to speak to my cousins and go, who is that? No, we related. Like, especially yeah. like when they're children, I'm like, oh, I have no idea who you are. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> well, I, related. I have cousins on my dad's side who I only met when we had to carry our grandmother to the grave. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. God. Was- yeah. Not abuela. <laughs> yeah, actually funerals are bigger than Christmas, actually, I will say. And um, unfortunately I've had a, a few of them recently, family funerals. And yeah, I, I looked at some of my, Cousins, actually, yeah, first cousins and said, oh, my God, I haven't seen you since I was about 12 years old. And it's just, 
it's insane when you get these big families. My mum's one of ten. No, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, mm, mm. You know, it, and that tree just expands and expands and expands. And I honestly could not name all of my. I probably could name my first cousins, but beyond that, yeah. oh my goodness. Mm. We've tracked out my English side, and it's just impossible to track the Colombian side. I can't do it. Yeah, mm. like there's so many good <laughs> families. <laughs> what you need, both of you, is Lin Manuel Miranda to write yes, a song. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lin, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm available. Please, I'll quit my job. Give us a call. <laughs> uh, moving on though to our next song which comes relatively quickly after Waiting on a Miracle Hey I'm still a part of the family Madrigal and I'm fine I am totally fine I will stand on the side as you shine I'm not fine I'm not fine Probably less than that, actually, because it starts it's with a two. I've been really? waiting. Like, you wait the whole song for the climax of like the big belty. And he stopped it before she does that one second of belt. Here I go. I am ready. Yeah. So let's just say miracle. Miracle. Yeah, miracle. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, you happy? Yes, thank okay. you. <laughs> Beautiful song. Gorgeous. Mm. Mm. And we were just we were saying as that um, as it was playing that she sings it beautifully. Like her performance in this show in this movie is incredible. Uh, correction. You were saying. Oh, yes, uh, Stacey disagrees with us wholeheartedly. Before Stacey says anything, I just want to say that um, she might not be a singer. Singer. I think she does a great job. Hmm. She's very expressive. When you hear the voice for Mirabel in Spanish, who is a phenomenal singer, doesn't put as much character in it. So it's kind of like she says the lines and then she's got an amazing voice and then she says the lines. She doesn't put like, as even though she's beautiful, she doesn't put as much character as Stephanie Beatriz does. Hmm. I would gladly accept that trade-off. That's not my problem. What's your problem? If you compare this to... The opening and the closing number, she sounds completely different. She sings, she smashes the opening number. Mm. She sounds amazing in the closing number. She is in labour in this song. Or like vocally strained? in labour, as in about to give birth to a child. Uh. She is in labour. Wait, wait, what? Like The recording when she's heavily pregnant. She was in labour. <gasps> Work oh, ethic, shit. girl. Now, when we were talking about Frozen 2 yeah. and we were talking about Kristen Bell and I mentioned she was pregnant and after she gave birth to her child, she came back and re-recorded bits that were not her best because when women are pregnant, let alone in labour, 
it, it moves everything. There's a lot of, you know, yeah. it presses all your organs mm. upwards basically and it alters the way that you can sing. I think she sounds atrocious in this. Oh. Interesting. When you compare it, I'm going to play this again when we get to the end and then you tell me. She sounds phenomenal in the last song. Mm. But in this, it's, I am Eddie, come on, I'm Eddie. It's so, it's so close. I thought it was a choice to be like a young girl, you know what I mean? No, she doesn't sound like that in the opening number. Uh, She sounds completely different in this song. And it it kills me because I think this song is actually great. It is great. Short and to the point. And how often is it that you hear a Disney princess go from I am pretending to be fine to I am not fine. I, mm. I am not okay. We don't really get that. You we should get the whole like, song of this and yeah. then that whole song of I'm ready, that whole yeah, song of this like is it. Yeah, there was like a fluffy I want song. Yeah. Where she's like, fuck this, I'm not okay. And I think it's incredibly written. It just kills me. She sounds She sounds like she's doing a poo the whole song. <laughs> is that why at your show you were like, I am ready. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> and I didn't know that at the time. I was like, there's just something weird about this song where her voice sounds nothing like the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it's because she's in labour. I will agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, no, Jesse. Oh, no, I was just going to say real quickly that as a vocal teacher, you would be able to pick that like straight away. Mm. I didn't. Wow. I didn't either, but now that you've pointed it out, it's like, yeah, like when she says, I'm not fine, I'm not fine, that whole stuff is very weird. And I just assumed it was like a um, like a, a breaking because of the emotions that she's feeling yeah, or something emotional. like that. Um, so I guess in a song like this, it's probably easier to play it off as that, whereas if she sounded like that during Family Madrigal or something, it's harder to hide it, mm. whereas – this, yeah, like I think it hides yeah, it fairly I think, well. It, I think it's very, very obvious that Family Madrigal and all of you were recorded at different times mm. to this mm. because mm. she sounds beautiful in those others. And it just stuns me that no one listened to that and thought, we'll re record that when you come back. Right. Mm. Yeah, because otherwise, <laughs> I can barely fault this song. Mm. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Mm. Might throw that into my audition. The book. animation of even when. She is going around them in this in the photograph, and she touches Pepper's arm. When she releases it, the fabric moves. There's so much attention to detail. Mm. If that was mm. a hand drawn animation, they would have touched them and move on. But her fabric actually moves with her hand. And then when she comes down the stairs and plays with the um, what do you call those? I want to say fireflies, not fireflies, sparklers. And the sparklers are shot in like you know a slow motion capture. It just looks amazing. It's stunning. Mm. Mm. Why do I feel like you're about to say flat fives? I'm not. Okay. No. Uh, it's it's not far though. Like it, it, it's a very, very nicely written song. Uh, I gave it five for music and lyrics, uh, five for animation, four for contribution and four for cake. Yeah, cool. I gave it four for music purely because of that vocal performance, mm-hmm. five for lyrics, five for animation, five for contribution, three for cake. I'm surprised you didn't put vocal lower then. Well, it's the music. I think musically this song is great. Yeah. And it it is short and it doesn't feel short. It just gets to the point and be- builds beautifully. But yeah. yeah it's that. interesting. Well, like we don't have a vocal performance um, category and it's come yeah. up a couple of times where we've been discussing it and we're like, this is a really great song but it's let down by this or this is a boring song but they smash it or something yeah. like that. And so trying to reconcile that in our categories that we do have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to surface pressure. 
This is a popular one. I'm the strong one. I'm not nervous. I'm as tough as the crust of the earth is. I move mountains. I move churches. And I glow because I know what my worth is. I don't ask how hard the work is. Got a rough and destructible surface. Diamonds and platinum. I find them. I flatten them. I take what I'm handed. I break what's demanded. But under the surface, I feel berserk as a tightrope walker in a three ring circus. Under the surface, was Hercules ever like, yo, I don't wanna fight Cerberus? Under the surface, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can be of service. A flower crack, the straw in the stack. Don't. <laughs> Can we Can just watch the whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, for some people, I would say a lot of people, this is the runaway hit, runaway hit of the movie. It's a great song. The amount of people that duetted Jessica Darrow saying feels this is what it's like in my family, the, the pressure falls to me, blah, blah, blah. Like I thought it was a good um, hit that people related to. Vocally, You've told me this before. <laughs> Vocally, she's, I guess, trying too hard to sound low. She's I don't know. I, it down here and I it sounds uncomfortable. This the first time I saw That's it. That's what you said to me, yeah. When I watched it today, I was like, you know what? It, it fits the character. Yeah. Mm. Like it doesn't need, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me anymore. I think, um, I don't know. I felt just so differently watching it today. I think vocally it's, it's fine. You yeah. know, like it's not. It's not wow, but it's it's fine and it fits mm. the character of Louisa. If they if they swapped Jessica for you know in comes Jesse Carignan, <laughs> it's like <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it'd just be weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'd be a bit like no showy. Yeah, um, I must say something for the animation here. Um, didn't they say that they wanted Louisa to be like beautiful and slim, but just happen to be strong? Wasn't that a, a thing? She, I think the character description was something like a very strong cry baby or something. Because I think she was always meant to be big. Oh, I heard a rumour that like um, someone fought to have her actually be muscly to be believably strong. Oh, okay. But I like the fact that she is quite big and muscly. She's still pretty, mm. you know. And, you know, fun, gorgeous, fun yeah. merchandise fact. Mm. There's that, nothing of her. Yeah, it's, it's Isabella and Mirabelle. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they they released yeah. Mirabelle and Isabella because they thought that's what little girls would no, want. No, they of. were clamoring for Louisa. For Louisa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, okay. It was just a huge merchandising yeah. era that mm. they thought everyone would want Isabella because she represents iconic beauty. No. Mm, but Disney's known for making the best decisions at any one point in time. I so I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I hope they do release a doll because I'm putting that in my collection. I'll sell it when I'm 80. I remember mm. I was so jealous of my cousin who back when Pocahontas came out had a, a doll of Nakoma. Not oh, Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they had Nakoma dolls. I remember reading that a lot of girls wanted her because she was kind of – she had a very similar outfit to – Pocahontas, but she had like a cropped top mm. version and she mm. had a fringe and looked a little more <laughs> funky. Uh, Western funk, yeah, funky, pretty. She was the cool. hot Elgon kid. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I guess this is the same mentality, but they just went so wrong because yeah. girls really liked Louisa. Well, it's, we're 2021 now as a, or when this is out yeah. as opposed to 1995. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who knew that? Society changes, guys. Yeah. Someone get those Disney CEOs a memo. The 
Disney are nice version of this. <gasps> The with the donkeys, <laughs> the donkeys that ah, come out. So it's good. so cute. They're shaking their booties on the. Yeah, you <laughs> so should good. watch it. There's just all these people dressed as donkeys that come out, and it's just such a funny thing to have as backup dancers. Oh my gosh, the one in the, on the in the front on the left going so hard. <laughs> That's so specific. They went so hard. No, I've seen this video like a million times. <laughs> it's like it's the crumping, the twerking on the ice for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically Disney on Ice at the moment is Frozen and this. Mm, and yeah. Frozen I reckon will be part of Disney on Ice for Forever decades more. to come. Mm. Yeah, but because, you know. Ice. It's frozen. Ice. <laughs> Goes hand in hand. Try doing Moana on ice, guys. <laughs> I mean, they do, they do have a Moana segment, but I just, yeah, I think frozen will, frozen will be the one that lasts forever because oh, yeah. it's just, it's too easy. It's way too easy. Yeah. Um, I'll start with this. Please. So this is not my favourite Song And I can feel the emails coming (laughs) because now we have an email address. You can find it on our Facebook page. It's dissectingdisneyditties at (laughs) gmail.com. Okay. I think. (laughs) You're looking at me for confirmation. I'll email you. Let me know if you get it. (laughs) So I gave it three and a half for music and four for lyrics. Mm. I feel like musically it just is jarring for me. And how it fits into the whole movie, you mean? Yeah, I find this whole sequence a bit jarring. I gave it five for animation because it's great. It's Um, so inventive and creative. Yeah. I I find it it out of place, but it's really good. Uh, Contribution, I gave it four and Cake, I gave four because although this wasn't the song I was humming when I left or the moment that I remembered, I know a lot of people, this is just their number one Mm. song. Mm. Okay. I almost gave it flat fives. I was, I was sitting, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, should I give it flat fives? <laughs> but I didn't. I gave it a five for music, a four for lyrics, a five for animation, a four for contribution, and a five for cake. A five for cake. Definitely now, a five for cake. Now, the reason why I've given it four for lyrics is the same reason why I gave Family Madrigal. Oh, Sorry. That's right. The same reason I gave Family Madrigal four for lyrics. I've noticed, and it's it's a really little thing, but it's jarring me now that I've noticed and it's really, really bugging me. Lynn uses a lot of woes. And it feels yeah. not lazy. That's the wrong word, but it feels like a little bit of a cop out sometimes. Like you've got it in... Uh, in You're Welcome, whoa, also I love that you've got it in Family Magica, whoa, <laughs> it's a show, whoa, many years ago, and they've got it in Pressure, Pressure Like a Dream, and never saw, whoa, whoa, uh oh. Can somebody please mash up all the words? Oh, also I lasso the sun. Whoa, let's be clear up while I run this show. Whoa, whoa. Body like whoa, like whoa. That's not the only reason I like to go work, work, whoa, 
to down the lyrics because it bugged the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, so Surface Pressure featuring donkeys <laughs> is followed up by the runaway hit. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Bruno says it looks like rain. Why did he tell us? In doing so, he floods my brain. I will like the umbrella. Hurry in a hurricane. What a joy you stay, but anyway. Perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect song. There's just so many wow moments, especially when I think about, I wish this movie existed when I was teaching my musical theatre class. I used to teach a year seven music theatre class and I do um, a topic on choreography. And I talk about, you know, what is choreography, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd say even in animation, we have people who have to choreograph animated characters. And often we don't think about that, mm. but that number is fully choreographed. Mm. Yeah. This didn't exist. So I was using <laughs> trolls, <laughs> um, you know, dance, dance, dance. Yeah, I can't be a can't stop yeah, the yeah. feeling. I wish this existed because mm. that finale around the dinner table, oh, and you yes. think of that iconic um, Dolores choreography with the hip and the skirt, like, there's so many moments where someone had to choreograph that and yeah. it amazes me that films like this don't get a choreography credit. There is a ref- there's reference footage out there that has the performers performing this song that they use then to, to animate yeah, it I and, and it's that. just so good. It's, oh, so it's good. amazing. Yeah. The, Everything the, about it. The transitions musically and, and animation. The chaos that then sort of like disappears into um, Isabella's yeah. Little bit where she's yeah. coming down from the roof. It's just time stop. Uh, and then the segue that Abuela brings to bring in the heartbreaking verse that Dolores delivers about, you know, uh, I'll be alone forever, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, I get tingles when I think about it. And I remember being a, a school teacher at a different school where I didn't teach musical theatre. And um, we were doing our musical, and the kids were doing their mic checks. 
and then at the end all their mics were left on whilst we were fixing something and they all just started singing this and they were in parts and they all knew who was mm. doing what and mm. it was just amazing magic. It's absolute magic. And amazing. I think this is the sort of stuff that Lynn does best is the whole like blending yes. of different, um, not different tempos, but like, you know, what I'm different trying to say. Lines. Like different lines, yeah. different melodies and it, he just makes it magically like mesh together and it's just stunning. I will it's say stunning. that like at school, I'm a teacher, primary school teacher. Uh, we had to ban this song. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, Why? But, uh, it was an earworm. Uh, but as you, like you said, the kids knew exactly which parts they were singing. Um, mm. Everyone, even the boys loved, he told me that the light. And they'd sing it like this beautiful princess kind of vibe. Mm. Um, and I used to do a call and response for everyone to be quiet and have a look. And it was like, he told me my fish would die. And they all go, the next day, dad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was stop looking at this. <laughs> so speaking of the ending where, you know, everyone starts singing their lines and you realise all of them magically marry. So this isn't the first mm. time mm. that Lin-Manuel has done this. In fact, this is almost, I would say, his... his- Trope. Like his mark, his um, his motif. No, yeah, uh, like you know, he's like his stamp. His stamp. Yeah. His so stick. we we get it in Hamilton in nonstop. Alexander, look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Helpless. They are asking me to leave. Look around. And is also the way that he ends 96,000. Thank you for including this one. That's his thing. This thing. And he does it again later in this movie. And it, uh, the thing, it just doesn't make sense in my head. Like I'm not a, a big musical theory guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I can't, I've never, I don't know how to write songs. It's like, does he write them and then realizes that they can mesh together or does he write it? And then later on he's like, I'm going to make these mesh together. Yeah. It's just the, it, the chess pieces moving in like four dimensions makes no sense. It's basically about the, the caudal structure being essentially the same underneath each yeah. and being able to disguise it through ryth- different rhythmic decisions, different instrumental yeah. choices and different melody shapings that mm. you don't notice. This is the same thing over and over again. So when you do put them together, it's the same chord underneath and they all just magically fit together. Yeah. And some of them like I think um, – it's either the first one or the second one. 
has to be a bit more – sometimes they have to be a bit more spaced out to fit, but essentially they've all been written using the same musical mm. structure, yeah. just very cleverly disguised, and he is just a master of doing that. It's, it's something so. like um, uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Obviously it's the same song, so it's easier mm. to do, but something like uh, Nonstop or um, yeah. All of You When He Does It Again, like he's bringing in bits from other songs yeah. and doing the same thing. So maybe he's just a really lazy writer. <laughs> I think that's what we're trying to get at here. Yeah. He's actually Being not lazy very good. Includes, like, it includes like eight different vocal parts intertwining. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> 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 we probably should mention that. Surprisingly, Lin Manuel Miranda does not have an egot because he is essentially he's missing the Oscar. So I you think t- this was nominated for an Oscar and it missed out. And something else was nominated for an Oscar and missed out as well. Oh, it would have been Moana, I think. Who won in this year? West Side Story, 2021? Uh, 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 Dune. And Dune, no sorry. Time to yes. Um, yeah, so he was nominated for Moana as well, which was beaten by um, mm. La La Land. But he does have Fucking the weird choice. He should have won for that. For the opening of the 67th Tony Awards, which was bigger, performed by Neil Patrick Harris. He won an Emmy for that. He won a Tony Award for Hamilton and In the Heights mm-hmm. and he won a Grammy for Hamilton and I think In the Heights as well, but don't quote me on that. But he's missed the Oscar twice for Encanto and Moana, but he does happen to have a Pulitzer Prize, which I think just like dominates everyone else anyway for his work on Hamilton. So he's an e <laughs> a pegged. A, pe- a pegged. A pegged. A pegged. <laughs> um, so this song, uh, I was I was talking about it with you guys earlier. Uh, really frustratingly, has never been performed live by the entire cast. So they, from what I know, have performed it twice. Once on the Oscars, and once on the. They did like a. Uh, live at the Hollywood Bowl thing, which mm. only features like four or five cast members, which mm. kind of makes me think, well, why bother? But uh, just check out the I, – I think this opening to the Oscars is atrocious and it's a real – They, like I said, they didn't nominate – they didn't put this song forward for nomination. However, mm. they – I feel like the Oscars themselves have said, this probably would have won, so why don't you open the Oscars with it? And this is what they did to it. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. It was my wedding day. It's our wedding we day. We ready and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. No clouds allowed in the sky. Bruno walks in with a mischievous grin. Oh, no. You're telling the story or am I? I'm sorry, maybe that go, whoa. Bruno says it looks like rain. Oh, why did he tell us? He so he flat my brain. Oh, well, I get the umbrella. Married in a what a joy you stay, but anyway, we don't talk about Magic everywhere, stars everywhere. I need to see Oscars and they are over there. 
ass and they're killing all the jokes. She even says in that rap, it's the new Let It Go. Like they are openly saying this song <laughs> should have been nominated because it would have won. Okay, mm. can we just, first of all, <laughs> it opened with a flamenco guitar. Where's flamenco from? Spain. Spain. <laughs> Spain. <laughs> Spanish. I felt like I was a play school just then. Spain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> España, joder. Like, no, 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 please stop. I'm sick of hearing like uh, mariachis in a Colombian movie. I'm sick of hearing Spanish flamenco in a Colombian movie. Get it out. And I thought we were over the third verse rapping of the 2010s. I'm done. Like, come on. <laughs> it just... Oh, I have so many feelings because then later, obviously, they perform Dos Reguitas because that was the song that was nominated mm. and is not the next song. Oh, oh, is it not the next song? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, there you go. Um, but I just I find that really weird. I can't think of any time where something like that has happened. It feels like a bunch of old white dudes have gotten around and gone, you know what would be really cool? <laughs> let's do that song. Oh, let's get them to do one of those um, rap things they do. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and they're all like, you know, wiggling their moustaches and they're like, oh, yes, well done, Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like they've, they've organised because it, every song that gets nominated for an Oscar performs at – the Oscars, with the exception of the year that Man or Muppet was nominated, which kills me because the only song it was nominated against was some song from Rio and they didn't ask them to perform, which I would kill to see Man or Muppet live. But anyway, and it feels like they went, oh, okay, so we've got, you know, No Time to Die, this one, this one, and we don't talk about Bruno. And someone's gone, what? No, 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 it's it's Dos Guitars. And the other person's gone, what do you you mean? Uh, What do you mean it's not? We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, no, they didn't submit it. Guitars, what song's that? that? Someone put it on, they're like, this doesn't work. just get them to open the ceremony. I feel like that sort of decision, mm. of, but that's what the people want. What's so. uh, most interesting is that when a pan p- passed Will Smith, you could see him like warming up his hand. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> it was already. Gee, that's a slap and knife. <laughs> so that brings us to the next song in the movie, which is Isabella's What Else Can I Do? Oh, sorry. What Else Can I Do? I grow rows and rows of First of all, if this song wasn't in the movie, you wouldn't notice. Second of all, I can't stand the non-diegetic harmony that runs through this song. And third of all, we've all seen I Just Can't Wait to Be King. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree on a couple of points there. If it wasn't in the movie, I don't think I would notice. And I didn't really remember much about it when I went into my second viewing of it. 
but I think it's really fun and it's really fun. It's the, the writing of it is the lyricism in this is very clever. Mm. I think it's probably some of the best in the movie. The rows and rows of roses. Will loves repetition. Can (laughs) I just point that out? Alliteration and the way that Lynn likes to like rhyme in the middle of words as opposed Mm, to the end of it. It's something that everybody on this island loves the island. I'm going to be on the island. Hashtag Will loves repetition 2023. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Rows and rows of roses. The um, perfect practice Practice poses. poses. Brilliant. Brilliant lyricism. So. I'm going to jump into my scores. Mm. Uh, I gave it a four for music and a five for lyrics. And if I could have given it a six for lyrics, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) I think the lyrics are better than the melody. Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that the the melody itself is just a little bit. Samey. Samey. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Look, I I want to say derivative, but that makes it sound like I'm being really harsh on it. And I'm not being really harsh on it. It's it's a fun song. It's funly written. It's just a little bit. Also, who's singing that harmony? Sorry, where was who was singing that harmony? Was it Flower? Is there a Flower singing? Maybe, maybe. I didn't see the singing Audrey Two's in the back there. You know, <laughs> was it not Audrey <laughs> <laughs> Two? <laughs> that's that's Isabella's secret. Is that she, she has to fucking feed Audrey Two. <laughs> that's why Mariano is uh, like, on his way to the house. Really, <laughs> she needs a new supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Mirabella not singing that harmony? No. She's staring at her and be like, what? Oh, wait, uh, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is can. fine. Yeah, I no. think this is a sleepy one. Um, to be honest, I was on the way here and I was like, what is the song that the pretty flower one sings? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't think of it. But lyrically, I'm like, yes, yes. Like she's, she, um, She's doing everything that's expected of her and then she breaks out and she's like, what can I do? Mm. Which is great. So, yeah, I agree. Which is make a cactus. Mm. Well, Because everyone expects her to be perfect and and pretty. It's a really pretty cactus. That's a great looking cactus. But it's it's still prickly. Like, you know, she doesn't want people, I don't don't know, but it's just amazing. And then later she can make paint. I'm just really confused. (laughs) I mean, I get you can get paint dye flowers. (laughs) Please. Anyway, sorry. We Um, interrupt you. Where are you at? Animation. Uh, Four and five. So four for animation, uh, three for contribution and a three for cake. Yeah. Cool. I gave this a three for music and lyrics, <laughs> a four for animation because I think it looks really good but it's so incredibly derivative of I just can't wait to be king, I can't unsee it. The vi- Visually? Yeah, yeah. When basically the, all the colours start appearing in the background, it is mm. bang on with I just can't wait to be king and we've already seen that. Uh, two for contribution and a two for cake. Those are some stinky scores. Compared, just... compared to the rest of it, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it is. It look. It's it's fun. It's just it's there and it it goes and nothing really changes. Yeah, I think they did need it for her characterization and them bonding at the end, so they yeah. couldn't take it out. Yeah, and they've given one yeah. to like Louisa and yeah. to resolve that relationship. So exactly. they need one to resolve that relationship. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just yeah. I it also know. gives her if she started making rocks or something, maybe. But it just makes it makes. So at the first, she's like, um, "You better not ruin this for me." And I'm like, "Oh, what a shitty older sister, you know." And then mm. you see the inside. I like, "Okay, maybe she's not such a bitch." Maybe she's not such a heinous bitch after all. You know, she I think literally has. Uh, what do you call that Japanese shaping of the hedges? Um, bonsai. She has bonsai of herself. Mm. But, the, but she's saying, 
practice poses. This is what they expect of me. Yeah, and so I made them and put them in my room. I so think that she can practice the poses? So yeah, yeah, let's say that, yep. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Stacey could I give them know. a zero this if she is, could. This <laughs> is my skip song. I'm sorry. Uh, we're up to the Oscar-nominated song. I don't want to cry. Dos Oroguitas. Oroguitas, Oroguitas. So G-U-I is gi. So oh, dos Oroguitas. Just like John Leguizamo, not gui. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Oh, Leguizamo. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should call Zach and be like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> They've done like 120 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he he's he's lives in the States. Like he wasn't born in Columbia or? Uh, no, didn't no, you say he, he was, was born, born in where you were? He was, was born in Bogota, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. But he grew but, up in the States. Yeah, so like he's used to a lifetime of people getting his name wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> he's got used to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like people call me Carino and I'm like, yeah, that's me. Your name is so sexy to say. <laughs> Thank you. Carreño. I'm not changing mm, when I get married. Just, <laughs> so hot. Carreño. Anyway. <laughs> and three, two, one, tears. Dos oruguitas desorientadas. En dos capullos bien abrigadas Con sueños nuevos ya solo falta hacer lo necesario En el mundo que sigue cambiando, tumbando sus paredes Ahí viene nuestro milagro, nuestro milagro, nuestro milagro, nuestro milagro Ay mariposas, no se aguanten Hay que crecer aparte y volver Hacia adelante seguirás Ya son milagros Rompiendo crisalidas Hay que volar, hay que encontrar Su propio futuro Hay mariposas No se aguanten más Hay que crecer aparte y volver Hacia adelante seguirás Ya son milagros Rompiendo crisalidas Oh my gosh. I just have my cousin's words in my head. No, that's unrealistic. Abuelas would never apologize. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm not okay. I have my next friends who have said the exact same thing. (laughs) Oh my God, she apologized. (laughs) What? And um, there were so many TikToks made like, uh, mom, mom, what do you think? What do you think? Like, did you see yourself in any of the characters? No. Are, are you sure? Like, is there something you need to say to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, what a sad song. There's something about, oh, there's so many moments. There's so many moments. But when you have that bit of dialogue in the middle and Mirabel is talking to Abuela and saying, you know, you're the family, you're the strength, blah, blah, mm. blah. That chord progression is waiting on a miracle and then it segues back in. To oh, that's oh, smart. Beautiful. And yeah. it's, oh, it's just magical. I, I cannot get the image of Abuela with her three babies oh, don't, kneeling don't. on the floor. Screaming, crying. Oh, that animation no, is she's wonderful. she's back at home 
and she's got them and she's kneeling on the floor. Just the the grief that surrounds that moment of, you know, he's gone and I'm by myself now with these three babies. It's funny with uh, like <laughs> when the song started and we we're seeing their sort of young meet meeting and all this stuff. Sort of, she was getting Anna energy from like Frozen. She was like <laughs> the like pink, the plats. Well, that but also like the the goofiness. There was like a light goofiness there, yeah. just a little sort of like. Oh, lovey, she almost like, fell off the pole. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. And I was like, oh shit! Like, but it's just, just in a more earnest way. Like yeah. she's not a total goofball like but Anna it, is. It just shows like I guess how trauma affects you mm-hmm, and how yeah. you know. Age and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah. it's really, yeah. To yeah. compare that to Abuela now, mm. I mean, I don't think it excuses emotional abuse. No, no. But <laughs> it is. Um, eh, it's it's just stunning, and he sings it beautifully. Mm. Do you want to give us a, a rough translation of the idea of that song? Sure, I've got it here. But um, he uses a lot of imagery of um, orugitas, which are caterpillars. So um, uh, he uses the chrysalis. Um, he says the last. The chorus is, hay mariposas no se aguantan más, hay que crecer aparte de volver, hacia adelante seguirás. So basically, um, butterflies, you have to grow and come back and you can go forward essentially, you know, like the journey of the caterpillars into the chrysalis, into the butterflies essentially. The whole song is about that. So it might be they're moving to a new place. Maybe he says moving, like move on, get your future without me. He never says that in the song, but that's what I'm getting. What do you think? The Mm. vibe? Yeah. I just, I really appreciate the non-literalism of this song. Yeah. And it's something that modern musicals really suffer from. Oh yeah. In that almost every song is like, I am sad because I am sitting at this table and I'm picking up this glass and there is nothing to be left for interpretation, which when you go back to like the lyrics of Stephen Sondheim and there was so much poeticism in it. And now, yeah, the trend is just to be as literal as freaking possible. And this is absolutely going back to that poeticism idea of we're not going to sing about the war, the conflict, the the babies, the the relationship. We're instead going to, we're going to write a song about two caterpillars and the evolution of life. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, I have to leave you at some point. Um, just let me look. There's a lot of repeated of like the, our miracle, our miracle. Um, you have to do to make your own future, but suit doesn't just mean your, it means our. So maybe it's a double thing instead of like, you have to make your future. There's nothing about, I have to leave you. Kind of. So you will move forward, meaning probably without me. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, I, I really, I really love that because I can't remember the last time. I mean, we don't get a lot of non-diegetic stuff in Disney films. We did get one in uh, Moana with the, um, what was it called? Locate Pate. But this one just, I think it would be very different if we had this scene with sound. Mm. It's it's a like masterclass in storytelling through visuals only because- yeah. It's very Pixar. It is very <laughs> Pixar. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But like the large portion of the viewers here 
watching this won't speak Spanish, won't understand what the the lyrics are saying, but they are getting exactly what the intention is behind the song through what is happening on the screen. And Mm. it's just, it's so moving and so powerful. And the fact that like there was two yellow butterflies that were like around them when they Mm -hmm. met and then there was just this flurry of like butterflies at the end. Yeah, when she says, he sent me you. Yes, Mm. and it's the symbolism of magical realism as well with the yellow butterflies, you know, that is hinted at by Cien Años de Soledad 100 is of solitude, which is just amazing imagery in this movie. Yeah. Mm. And the, oh, the forgiveness. I can't. You just made me watch that. I'm like upset. What'd you rate it? Almost flat fives. I just gave it a three for cake. Three for cake. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I gave it, I gave it flat fives. Mm. The reason being, obviously, I couldn't sing this to you right now because I oh, I'm giving it fours in my spreadsheet. Five. Obviously, I couldn't sing it to you now because I, I don't speak Spanish. But well, that's what I was going to ask. I was so impacted by this scene that when I left, this is all I could talk about. I was like, that Oregita song was amazing. That mm-hmm. moment was beautiful. This was my takeaway from the film. And that Bruno song was kind of catchy. But this is the song yeah. that I, I remembered from that film. This is the song as soon as I got home, I put it on. So I was yeah. like, I'm just obsessed with this yeah. song and what's it about? Wow, it's so much less attractive when you say it in English. But hey, you know. <laughs> the intention is that. Sebastian Yaris, is that his yeah. voice? Yeah. Uh, is that his name? His voice yeah. is so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, next we move to the last song in the movie, All of You. I don't remember this one. Oh, yes, I do. No, I'm with you on that. Look at this home. We need a new foundation. It may seem hopeless, but we'll get by just fine. Look at this family. A glowing constellation. So full of stars. Everybody wants to shine. But the stars don't shine. They burn on the constellation. I think it's time you learn You're more than just your gift And I'm sorry I held on too tight Just so afraid I'd lose you too The miracle is not so magic that you've got The miracle is you, not some gift, just you The miracle is you I'm so bored. Okay. (laughs) So beautiful. This is where I start Uh, weeping openly. Going. Uh, This is where I start weeping because it's not done yet. (laughs) I like the motifs with the opening number and, you know, this time um, Abuela and Mirabel understand each other. Oh, we're talking Mm. about stars shining and burning (laughs) candles. Burn. Burn. (laughs) I hope that you burn. (laughs) It's okay. So, yeah, can we just compare – um, this vocal. But the stars don't shine, they burn. And the constellations shift. To this vocal. I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I can't move the mountains. I can't make flowers bloom. It's a different completely different placement. Like, it kills me. I want to hear that version of Steph- Stephanie Beatrice sing Waiting on a Miracle. Mm. Big, big hit, this one, for either of you. 
No, because just before you played it, I was like, what's this one again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it too much, but I love it. I think it's a yeah, really it's nice, nice sort of pop, little bow it's on the exactly. end of the movie. Yeah. Slow motion. Watching it slowly tie on the present. Like a five minute long <laughs> slow motion. I'm going to give you my scores and then you can be outraged and okay. give me yours. I gave it a five for music and a four for lyrics. I hate you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, a four for animation, five for contribution and a three for cake. Great. I gave this a 3.5 for music, a two for lyrics. <laughs> What? Fucking hell. <laughs> it ties everything up. <laughs> a three for animation. Why? Uh, because nothing interesting. Compare this to Waiting on a Miracle. <laughs> nothing interesting happening happens. She opens the door for the family in the new house that they built together. I gave it a, a metaphor th- for their family. Yeah, no, yeah, boring. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a three and a half for contribution because can you name the last time a Disney movie had a closing number? Mm, no. I can't either. I honestly don't know. Maybe the end of The Lion King when they do a reprise of Till We Find Out The Dun, 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 Like I think Sword of the Princess and the Frog had one, but yeah, it just, it doesn't happen. What's you know? the Princess and the Frog one? Um, they do a reprise of Down in New Orleans and she's Down got the restaurant. But yeah. it's Randy. No, it's her singing actually. Yeah, it is her yeah. singing. Because um, it's Dr. John at the start. We just don't get closing numbers. No, Let's not forget that Frozen rounds out its songs on Fixer Upper. That's where it ends. It's the biggest crime of the 2010s. <laughs> uh, Nay, um, the 21st century. <laughs> so it gets three and a half because I'm so glad it's here, but I just hate the song and I feel like you could replace it with anything better. Um, and for cake, I gave it zero. <laughs> wow. Brutal. We don't talk about brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, can't yeah, do this. Okay. Can't well. do this song. But the rest of it's fine. It, it reminds me of that song from Mean Girls. I see stars. Yeah, that's quite boring. Stars yeah. It's just that really cookie cutter, crappy girly music, you know, mm, like. Mm. <laughs> no, but this has more substance because of the story. The one in Mean Girls is like, why do they put it in there? What's the significance of the stars, really? It's uh, the tiara. Yeah, because she's got the t- tiara and she's breaking <laughs> off pieces and like, I don't know, I just can't do this song. Sorry, this was not my my winner. Yeah, it's so good when they bring in like the lines from all the other songs. Yes, I uh, agree, I agree. It's musically, it's very clever. I think it's healing also. Yeah, I find the scene before this hilarious. I find that um, what's his name, the Bruno, the little kid, Antonio. That's like, do you see a house? I don't see a house. See that right? That's Cam- not a house. Camilo. Camilo. He's, he's hysterical. It's my favorite <laughs> closing scene. But not nah, this song. Yeah, please, please. Oh, we're all entitled to our. What opinions. happened to our like less than two minute waiting on a miracle? Like, get to the point, nail it, and leave. That's what this needs. <laughs> Four and a half minutes of like slow motion ribbon dying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on that note, let's head to everyone's favourite segment. Angie's anecdotes. All right. Uh, Angie and I had to watch this one separately, unfortunately, so I didn't get this live. I had to uh, ask her to send me her thoughts. Send me a text. <laughs> send me a text. And I got this. 
uh, about half an hour after we started recording. <laughs> so I love this movie. I love this house, but there is something screwed up about making a teenager stay in the nursery because she isn't special. <gasps> we know space is not an issue in this place. What the hell? Yes. Oh my God. I totally get to share I, a room. I, what the shit? <laughs> it is a bit, it's a bit fucked. <laughs> like, you don't get a room. So you will stay five years old forever. Isabella Aloisa couldn't just like give her a corner with a bed. Like, and is her best friend in the world, not the house. Good point. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Doors, doors for room. a bigger room. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's what Dante said as my partner. Um, he said, why does she have to be the nanny? Yeah. And share mm. a room with the kid. Um, and he had a massive problem with Abuela being a bully, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Emotional abuse. Pow, yeah. pow. We should have a new section. Dante's disagreements. Oh, so. <laughs> he has many, 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 many. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's Encanto from 2021, the final film so far in the Disney canon. That's crazy. The Disney musical animated feature length canon, I should say. I want a stage musical. I want to be Pippa. I would like a stage musical. I think a stage musical could be very, very nice. Flesh it out a bit. Yeah. Get some more. Cut um, some songs, maybe add some songs. Yeah, cut some songs. I think the choreography <laughs> would, would need to be off the charts. Yeah. Because like, yeah. that's a big thing of the movie that is so good about the movie. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, do we have a winner? Indeed, we do have a winner. And I think it's the winner everyone assumed would be the winner. It is... We, we don't talk about, about Bruno. No, 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 no. So, if we, well, I mean, we're at an impasse here because if we don't talk about Bruno, how do we talk about the fact that it won? So, oh, <laughs> cue that joke many times in our live show. <laughs> Coming up on April 15 at the Motley Bauhaus. Uh, until then... Jesse, thank you very much for joining thank us. You for joining us. Do you welcome. have anything going on that you want to plug? Oh my gosh, I do not. I'm gl- glad to go to yours though. Excellent. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Join Jesse at our live show at the Motley Bauhaus on April 15. Tickets available on the show notes or via our Facebook, Facebook page. Well, can I just point out? Yeah. We made it. Fuck me. This is like what? Two years. Two years pretty two, much bang two on years the dot. Almost bang on since you asked Facebook what is the best Disney song. When we started this, Encanto had just been announced. Yeah. We didn't have a proper cast list. Yeah. Um, and we're here. We're here. Let's uh let's let's get the fun, let's get the best song and then deal with the hate. Yeah, and deal with all the hate. I can feel it. (laughs) Until our live show on April 15. At the Motley Bear House, tickets available, show notes. It's in the middle of the afternoon. It's like 3.30. You can make it. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. Bye. Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.